This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allentempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. I love you, Jesus. Lord, more than anything. Holy Spirit, flow through me. Make my life what it ought to be. Holy Spirit, rest on me that I might win lost souls for thee. Holy Spirit, flow from me and as others pass, they will see you through me. Come, Lord, come now, Lord, and touch your people that our eyes might be spiritually open to see you, our ears unstopped to hear from you, our hearts to be receptive to the very word of truth. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't want to get you off track with the prayer, but I had to pray because if y'all know the story with the ram in the bush, y'all know what happened to the ram. But thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much to the Reverend Dr. Hugh Marriott, pastor of this great church, Allen Temple AME Church in Mount Vernon. We certainly greet you and Sister Marriott in her absence, and we thank God for this opportunity to come on this fifth Sunday to gather for worship. We recognize Union AME Church in Warwick. We recognize Allen Temple in White Plains. We recognize Emmanuel AME Church in Tuckahoe, New York. And we recognize Bethany AME Church in Yonkers. We recognize Allen Temple here in Mount Vernon and the Mount Carmel AME Church in New Rochelle. But I'm just so glad. I'm so grateful. I am so blessed to serve in leadership at Emmanuel AME Church in New Rochelle. To God be the glory. Great things God has done and continues to do. And so on behalf of Brother Donald Jeshua Judah, our stores and our trustees of Emmanuel AME Church, we greet you and we are delighted. We recognize Pastor Minson, we recognize Reverend Geraldine, Reverend Kenneth Scheider, we recognize you. And we say to God, be the glory. Well, you have heard the text that has been read before you today. And we are not going to be before you long, but we just want to move as the Spirit moves us. Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 through 12. But I'd just like to read for you verses 8 through 12. That's our point of focus for today. Verses 8 through 12. It says, this water flows toward the eastern region. It goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a great multitude of fish because these waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will live where the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from En-Jedi to En-Eglam. They will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea. 
exceedingly many, but its swamps and its marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month, every month, because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will, not, will be for food, and their leaves for medicine. And certainly we greet those that are joining us on YouTube and on Facebook in this social media land. We're going to bring a, a word for you from the thought, go with the flow. Go with the flow. As I was pondering on this text that the Lord rested on my spirit and I'm trying to figure out, Lord, why are we, we going to talk with going with the flow? Because, beloved, the truth be told, when we hear these words going with the flow, we kind of, it's taken in a negative way. It's almost to the point where it seems as we just want to do everything by status quo, right? Just going along to get along, just, just doing things haphazardly and not really focusing on what we're doing. We're just doing it because somebody told us to do it. Pastor Minson said we ought to do it or, or Dr. Marriott said come on by the church on Wednesday. So we just come just to do it. We're we just going with the flow. But as I thought more and deeply about this text, I realized that Ezekiel was positioned in a place so that he can tell us now in this modern day about an environmental miracle. Let me say that again. Uh, uh, we're, we're in a time where we are hearing so much talk and concern for climate change and saving our earth and saving our planet. And yet, in this text that was written, the children of Israel were not experiencing perhaps what we are experiencing now. In some places, yes, there was famine in the land, drought across the nation. And yet, Ezekiel gets a vision that looks great. The Bible says that Ezekiel writes, he brought me back to the door of the temple where there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. And I know many of us, uh, when we think of flowing water, it can bring back some trauma. Uh, just a year ago, many of us experienced uh, the tragedies of water from Hurricane Ida. When we think of water in Westchester County, it just reminds us of the damages that we have sustained, whether in our personal home or in our church building or our cars got destroyed. The idea of water flowing brings about a spirit of fear. But here we find Ezekiel excited to talk about the flow of water. Many of us may have experienced just seeing a little bit of trickling of water somewhere in our homes, and before we know it, the boiler went out, the water heater went out, and we've got a flood. Or sometimes the children come in and they have a wonderful time with Charmaine, and before you know it, the bathroom has a flood. Or we put the clothes in the washing machine, and however we set it, whenever we set it, put too much soap, and before you know it, there's a flood. And yet, in the midst of the flow of water, Ezekiel is excited. I just stopped by to help somebody today. You just got to go with the flow. 
what type of flow are you talking about? Well, we're, we're going to get there. Let me just give you a little bit of background. See, in the Middle East, in the region where uh, we get this writing in a modern day, it, it seemed perhaps rich in oil, but sparse in water. And so any trickle, any sign of water was a blessing, um, especially in and around Jerusalem. Most of the Israelite cities uh, had public fountains. They, they had pools. They had wells. But never did they have a constant flow of water. But have you ever thought about it? Most urban cities, most large cities are located near water. If you think of Babel, <laughs> it was built on the Euphrates, water. Cairo, Egypt, built near the Nile, water. You go to Europe and you visit the London house, it's on water near things. And for those of you who love New York City out there in Facebook land, we're on water. And so everything in this context talks and points us to water. So just bear with me for a moment. Ezekiel is painting this picture, is giving us this imagery of what happens when he visits the temple. And he says when he gets there, the water is as a trickle, and it begins to flow. It is bubbling up from the holy place. It's flowing south of the altar, pure, fresh spring water rising up near the altar of God. And Ezekiel notices the further this water flows, the deeper the water gets. He, he says he walks a thousand cubits downstream. And cubit seems like some foreign language to us. But if we put it in our today's language and vernacular, we could think about it as maybe 21,000 feet. Maybe let's, let's break it down. Six football fields. That's how wide the water. He says he's standing in the water ankle deep. Splashes around his sandals. Can you hear it? Could you see what's happening? The cool water feels good on a hot day. And then he wades in some more. Another thousand cubits downstream, he's off to the Temple Mount, and he's standing in the middle of Kidron Valley, and the water level is right now up to his knees. On January 1st, there are going to be some brave souls that are going to wade in the water to their ankles, perhaps to their knees. They call them the polar bears. But Ezekiel is still having fun wading in this water, wading through this current, perhaps to see what God has in store for him. And he declares that by the time he gets in, it's past his knees, it's past his waist, and it's almost up to his neckline. He was going with the flow. But he makes a startling discovery. The water is clean and pure, and on the banks, the text says, on both sides of the river sprouted various trees. The river is a source of nourishment. Uh, it spreads forth, and, and the trees are offspring with foliage and fruit. And by the time we get to verse 12, there's a grave reminder that those that are dwelling in the salty lands, in the swamps, and in the marshes will not bear fruit. Have you ever thought of your life 
and what it might mean if you go with the flow. Not the flow of everything that's happening around you. But in this case, the flow of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting to know, beloved, that even in this text, Ezekiel paints this picture that the waters flow from the sanctuary into the Dead Sea. If you know anything about the Dead Sea, nothing happens in there. <laughs> That's why they call it the Dead Sea. It's filled with salt. I mean, it's so salty that nothing thrives in the Dead Sea. Well, the only good thing that I've heard that happens in the Dead Sea if you do go in is that you float. Because the body is not able, because of the saltiness and the content, they say, that the body is just buoyant. It just literally floats. So for those of you who might be learning to swim, don't worry about treading. Just, just go to the Dead Sea and float. But can you imagine this body of water that's supposed to hold death when nothing happens? COVID times. When nothing happens, we can't worship in the building. When nothing happens, we have masks. When nothing happens, no more hymn books. When nothing happens, dead. And yet the Bible says, that the water flows from the sanctuary, from the north, from the south, from the east, and to the west, into the Dead Sea, and everything therein lives. Do you have a Dead Sea situation in your life? Are you willing to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you that the waters from the sanctuary can flow into your life and depression goes and healing comes? Go with the flow. What's going on here in the text? Let me just drop these three in to you. Just back up to verse 10. You know, it talks about the fish. I want you to read that sentence carefully. It says, their fish will be of same kinds and as fish of the great sea. Now, the great sea was not a salty sea. And it had all types of fish. But I think Pastor Marriott had a little insight and a little hookup from the Holy Spirit because he goes with the flow. That he told us today that we are one church. Their fish will be of the same kinds. One church. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. The Bible says that the water flows into the Dead Sea. And the fish shall be of the same kind. Not Emmanuel. Not Allen Temple, not Mount Carmel, but one fish, the body of Christ. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 4 and 90, come follow me and I will do what? Make you one fish. So, so as, I, as I pull this together to help us to understand what we need to do to go with the flow. I want us to notice how this thing all unfolds before us and how it happens. It starts with a trickle. 
then it turns into a stream, perhaps a creek. Isn't there a creek right around here? Ha, go with the flow. They tell us that there's a creek or a river or some source of water under Emmanuel. Emmanuel, you better go with the flow. Bethany, I know if you took one walk down Ludlow Street and take a look across, you will see a river. Oh, you better go with the flow. Right there in Union Warwick, there's a source of, you better go with the flow. Allen White Plains, I'm sure you got a body of water right nearby. Go with the flow. Every one of us who are called by God are called to be fishers of men. So we've got to be ready to go with the flow. When we first become a Christian, beloved, we don't just jump off the deep end and just, just jump in the water and, and start speaking the holy language. We learn the steps and the stages. The trickle turns into a stream, turns in to a river but as you go with the flow you might experience some things in your life you might experience that the problems may seem deeper or even wider and just like ezekiel's experience you you might begin to wonder what is going on here but the good news is ezekiel was all excited about it because he knew that something was in store. The further you go with God, beloved, the more profound, the heavier the experience comes. The more time you spend in prayer with God, the more you are in tuned to hearing God speak a word of life and hope and encouragement. Oh, beloved, you've got to go with the flow. We don't start out this life instantly in maturity. We're all novices when we begin. And one by one, we can reach someone else. Yeah. See, you only get in the river once. Yeah. And once you get in, you know you're in water. Yeah. You know that you are in an ankle-deep experience. And before long, you might be in a knee-deep experience. Yeah. Some of us are still wading in the water. And some of us are already there and the water is to our waist. But whatever it is, God's got something good in store for you. Because the text tells us that as the water flows from the temple, from the sanctuary, from the house of God, whether virtual or even physical, but the water is flowing from the place where God's spirit dwells. The magic is not in the water. The power is not in the prophet, but it is in God, God's self. And so what happens, we find, as we seek to go with the flow, anything that enters therein will be healed. The word of God, not only a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, it is a word that produces healing. The river of God's spirit, beloved, brings healing. That's why I say we've got to go with the flow. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. Windows are open and blessings are poured out upon us in the name of Jesus. We live in a cold 
cold, cruel world. Gun violence after gun violence continues to rampage through this nation. Racism continues to lift its ugly head. But we were reminded today that if we have the opportunity to go out and to exercise that right, go <laughs> with the flow. And we might have to flow some things out of here, Pastor. Flow some people out. But you got to go with the flow on November 8th. And you got to exercise your right. Because we can pray if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear. All of that is wrapped up in going with the flow. And so when the river mixes with the stagnant waters, the river wins. It neutralizes the poison. It stimulates life. And so, beloved, as I get ready to close, when the life-giving water of God begins to bubble up in your life, it will slowly wash over those open wounds that you have had. It will neutralize the hatred and the bitterness that you might have pent up inside of you. It will wash away the pride that kept the wounds of your heart being healed. It will irrigate the irritated areas of your life. It will siphon on the emotional mucus that you have that keeps you from getting healing. The river of the spirit of the God brings healing wherever it flows and whatever it touches and whoever is present. I know stuff happens all the time. Those of you out in Facebook land or on YouTube, you might not be able to get into the physical building. You just might be turned off from some worship or whatever it is. But whatever you're facing, beloved, whatever trials and tribulations that you have gone through, I came by with a word of the Lord to say to you, you got to rise up. You got to stand up. And the only way that you're going to go with the flow is you've got to walk into the water. You've got to walk in knowing whether you're ankle deep or your knee deep or your waist deep. Deep and wide rose the river and anything that is in it will be healed. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready Westchester area? We have come back on this fifth Sunday to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And some may talk and some may grumble, but all you got to say to them when they see you next is go with the flow. I'm going with the flow because I believe that God's got a blessing in store for God's church. I'm going with the flow because somebody needs healing from cancer. I'm going with the flow because somebody is on the verge of giving up. Mental depression has you bound. But I'm going with the flow for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I've come by to tell somebody tonight that God is in the restoration business that God can turn us around and make ways out of no ways so are you ready
Are you ready? It's easy to say go with the flow. But are you ready? Are you ready to get to stepping? Because you got to move. Because the water's going to move with or without you. And so all persons standing across the church, even in your homes where you are, it is not easy living in the times that we're living today. It is not easy standing by and seeing so many of our loved ones pass on. It is not easy praying and asking God to heal you and you don't think your healing has come. And every time you look back over, you see bill after bill after bill after bill, assessment after assessment, churches and numbers are getting smaller. But we're not going with the flow of man. We're going with the flow of God. Be obedient. Walk in God's way and walk in God's will. And if we do like Ezekiel, he could have told that man, I don't know who you are. Get out of my sight because I ain't going into no water. But he said the man took him, which means he followed. Where he shall lead me, I will follow. The opportunity is for you today, beloved, as we open the doors of the church in a customary way, but more importantly, in a way that allows you to truly feel God's presence. Opening an opportunity for you to experience God in such a way that you can say, I know it was the Lord. And so if you have never, wherever you are, watching now, watching later, wherever you may be, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you might experience this wonderful love of Jesus that we talk about, I offer Jesus Christ to you today. If you've never accepted him, today is the day. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear and open, I will come in and be with him. I want to offer this Jesus Christ to you today. And perhaps you have already received him. You've already confessed with your lips and your town, and you've believed in your heart. That God loves us so much that God gave his son for our sins. And you went through that whole process. But somehow or the other, you're in a boat, in a canoe. And, and God just wants you in the water. It's a time for you to recommit. It's a time for you to say, God, here I am. I don't know how you're going to do it, God. I have no proof right now, God. But this I do know, God, if you say you will do it, you will. And I believe you. I want to offer you this moment and this opportunity to say, God, here I stand. I don't know if the church is going to get any more persons coming in. I don't know where we're going to get the money from. I don't know what my children are going to take to school. I don't know if this trip is going to happen. But whatever it is, God, I place it in your hands. I may go to the doctor tomorrow and they give me all kinds of readings, but I place it in your hands. The lawyers might call me and tell me all kinds of stories, but I place it in your hands. I don't know what's going to happen on November the 8th, but I place it in your hands. This is the time and now is the opportunity. 
let us see God's face. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this word that has gone forth. We pray, oh God, that this word will fall on good ground, that it might be absorbed, that it might bring, bring forth fruit. Now, God, as your children that are listening, that are watching, that are present here, have, if they have no connection with you, we ask, oh God, that right now, as they seek to confess with their lips and believe in their heart that they are sinners, but God loves them so much that God offers a gift of salvation that they just have to receive. We pray a prayer of salvation for them. God, we pray a prayer of recommitment. We are tired, yes, it's the truth. But God, we know you have called us for such a time as this. And we want to stand on your word. That you promise never to leave us nor forsake us. So we commit, we recommit our work to you. We re recommit our lives to you. That you might use us in your own way. God, you get the glory. Not no glory to us, but God, the glory goes to you. So come now, Lord Jesus. Strengthen us for this journey in life. That we might spread your good news that you might flow through us, that you might rest on us, that you might flow from us, that one who is lost may come to know you, that one who is seeking a deeper relationship with you will feel you, that our lives might be representative of who you are in us. We pray, God, this prayer of salvation. Dear Lord, I am a sinner. But I know you died for sinners just like me. I repent and I'm willing to turn away from all my sins. Forgive me and come into my heart. I accept and receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I confess him as Lord and from this moment I want to follow him. And serve him in the fellowship of his church. If you prayed this prayer, if you whispered it, if you repeated it after me, you are saved. And we say to God be the glory. Great things God has done.